Hello and welcome to Into the Aether. It's a low-key video game podcast. My name is Brendan Bigley. I'm Stephen Hilger. Uh, Stephen, important update. Uh, we just released the first issue of the newsletter from the Aether. Yeah, we did. It's out for everyone. Uh, we're really excited. What's up? No, I just, I just like that. It was, it was good. <laughs> I do stop you a lot based on facial expressions. I'm learning. Yeah, uh, and I, and my facial expressions are always signs of encouragement. Are they? Or should I doubt everything? Mm. Yeah, slam that doubt. You button. know, you know what's really paid off for me in life? Overthinking. I'm always grateful <laughs> for. <it>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like, yeah, I'm glad I ever thought that. That really Steven, required. What's up? Tell our friends about the newsletter. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're both really excited about this. It is a project that was spawned kind of indirectly or directly, arguably, uh, by all of you expressing interest in uh, supporting the show that led us to start a Patreon, that led us to start thinking about what we could do outside of the show as well. Yeah. So what the newsletter is, is Brendan and I both choose kind of a topic to explore uh, and we kind of right within that so this week i wrote something about fire emblem no surprises uh <laughs> but i wrote about i kind of wanted to explore uh parts of it that i hadn't really touched on in the show why i feel so attached to that game and like what it does yeah that kind of hits uh that hits close to home and that's the title of the of the uh essay if you will um, yeah. Brendan explored the potential horrors of the Pokédex if you look too directly into it. Yeah, I will say uh, everyone in my office really loved me just constantly spouting Pokédex facts as every night I went home and did a whole bunch of research on <laughs> all 151 Pokémon across every game that they had different Pokédex entries. And I would just come in the next day and say, did you know this about Graveler? Did and you know that uh, Spoink dies if he doesn't stop moving? Good night. I did know that. <laughs> That sucks. <laughs> it really does. That sucks for Splunk. What happens if you if you knock one out? It, we can't talk about this. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> the, uh, the newsletter is great. It's, it was a good time. Uh, the first issue is available for everyone. Future issues will be available for Patreon backers only, with the exception of quarterly issues, which we're going to release on Medium, which will be like a collection of like probably three or four stories from previous issues. Um, yeah. So that is the only point. If if you're backing the Patreon, we kind of made a we made a point of saying like content we create for the Patreon should exist for everyone um and I, I would say the newsletter is the one point in which there's like kind of a split there where patreon backers will get more from the newsletter but there will be some stuff available for everyone yeah you're gonna get it quarterly. every month you're gonna get it every month versus quarterly but this first one's for everyone and we also want to get uh we're looking to get more writers and artists involved uh right. so expect to hear from more voices as that project continues um yeah. and that's what we're really excited about like we're excited to kind of explore our own creativity with it, but we want to have it be a more collaborative thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that exists now. We're excited. Medium.com uh, from the Aether. I believe the link's in the show notes. So that's that. Thank you all for supporting the show as much as you have. It leads to us doing stuff like this. Yeah, totally. I have been wanting to like write stuff for a long time and I couldn't really find a time or way to do it. So now having like a deadline for it has really, has really helped. Yeah. And uh, I'm proud of the things that we both wrote I, I like the first issue a whole lot so please check it out we like the first issue a lot uh great the first time i've successfully complimented myself on the show uh, let's move on um and talk about astral chain <laughs> what the fans want yes. astral chain commentary holy shit man where do okay, we even start so, with this game yeah who wants to go first you have to i have to you have to Okay. It needs to um, be you. So here's the deal with Astral Chain. We've <laughs> talked about this game in passing. Yeah. Uh, I've I've expressed that I was curious about it for a while. I think they first showed footage of it in one of the Nintendo Directs before E3, and then they showed more at E3. Mm -hmm. um, all we knew about it was that it was like Robocop, Fifth Element, Vibe, that it was Platinum Games, Yep, and that it was being made by the lead game designer, 
of Nier Automata, as well as uh, collaborating with the creator of Bayonetta and Devil May Cry. So like a lot of big names involved in this game. Yeah, a dream team of people who think so outside the box that like when you look back, the box is maybe like a sphere, yeah. you know? Like- <laughs> <laughs> it's like what might happen when Hideo Kojima and Joshua R. Martin make their game together, you know? Or it's like, <laughs> Inevitably, yeah. Yeah, it's like Bjork and the Mars Volta teamed up to make a new album. It's like, what is this going to be? Like, I'm so <laughs> It's excited. a piece of paper in the woods. Yeah. You got to go find it. <laughs> Genius. But that's kind of the, the level of creativity we're dealing with here. And, and Platinum <laughs> Games, I... Uh, uh, I don't like everything they do, but I like them a lot. I like their mantra of yeah. always creating new IPs, always trying new stuff. The unforgivable sin they committed was Star Fox Zero. We don't have to get too into that because they followed it up immediately with Nier Automata, which is one of my favorite games right. like ever. Yeah, And that's kind of where I was at with Astrain, where I'm like, is this going to be a Nier Automata where like... The game looks like it's going to be something, but it's it's very, very different. Worth noting that Nier Automata was written by Yoko Taro, who is like even more out there. Like he's <laughs> he's like he's so he has such creativity within him that like it's almost to dangerous levels. Like he only wears masks in interviews. Like he's right. out there. Yeah. But that game is 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 so that Nier Automata is a game that I didn't check out originally because I not for any reason of like writing it off but i just didn't know what it was about yeah and that game explores like how you can tell a story within a video game so well and it explores themes that i've so rarely seen even some media touch Um, yeah i I cannot one thing i'd like to mention about near before we start talking about astral chain a thing that i think they both kind of have in common even though yokotaro is not involved in this one near automata really really considers in its narrative, like the sunk cost fallacy of, of like you as a player have purchased a video game for $60 and you are at least going to see it to the end. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they just kind of assume that if they make the main story short enough, you will see it to the end. And it's not until you finish that game for the first time that it really becomes the game that everybody talks about and, and, yeah. and loves, right? Like you have to finish that game once before it becomes the thing that, that has kind of propelled it into like almost a mythos. And Without I think Astral Chain kind of does a similar thing. And we'll talk about that a little bit more later. But yeah. I, I just want to touch on that because that was like one of the striking no. similarities that I found between the two games. That's a good point. Uh, Nier Automata like without spoiling anything you don't see the opening credits of that game until you have technically played it three times right yes Uh, exactly (laughs) kind of pulls a mandy in that way where like it doesn't actually say it's beginning until you're like you know i mean it's again it's a pretty short game even with even if quote unquote replaying it like the minute you beat it they give you kind of a suspicious message like, hey, congratulations, but we recommend loading up your save file again. Yeah. And then the minute you load it up, you're playing as a different character. And you're like, okay, this is a different game now. Yep. Like, so good. Uh, Could talk about Nier Automata all day. So Astral Chain, I'm like, okay, Yoko Taro is not involved. It's not, I don't expect it to be like as out there, but I'm wondering how close I can get. I'm wondering if, if it's just going to be kind of a campy over the top experience. Cause that's what you, that's what Nier Automata looks like it's going to be, right. but it's not. Yeah. So I'm like, what is Astral Chain going to be? Is it going to be like, I'm going to get texted. My mother is a fish halfway through playing this. And then I have to like question everything. Yeah. Or is it going to be like a B movie? Yeah. Um, and because they set, they set the bar for themselves with near. And this is the first platinum yeah. game post near. So it's like, are it they, they going to hit that bar? You know, it like, it has some presentation like similarities with, near yeah like totally in, in game not so much out of game but like in game it kind of has that like cell shaded style everyone is like very stylish uh you know like it has that going for it yeah so so I, all that being said that was enough for me to buy this game without really knowing too much to be yeah. like i want to check it out like we said last episode we're taking risks i was like i'm happy to be part of this experiment and see what this is yeah so I'm about six hours in, I would say. I'm a little bit farther than you are. We're around the same place. Yeah, in classic uh, Brendan Bigley fashion, I'm also about six hours into the game, uh, but somehow behind you. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was about to say like this is the first time we're like at the same point in a game. Yeah, we're close. Uh, we're, we're close to one another. Not that I'm always ahead. There are other games where you put more time in than I do. Like uh, Sky and Short Hike, you put way more time than I did. Yeah, but right. That's what for, I mean, though. For, like frequently, I think that the trend is that I spend eighty hours on a game and get like four or five levels in, and you spend thirty hours on it and finish it somehow, and have seen all the same <laughs> stuff that I've seen. I just somehow take a way longer time. Hey man, which I'm not against. You know, you got to stop and smell the roses every once in a while. You get what you pay for. This is definitely one of the first games, if not maybe the first game that I bought, like, specifically for this podcast. Like, this is the first time where I was like, I just want to yeah. be able to talk about this with Steven. Like, I, I didn't have the same, like, intrigue level that you did, because as much mm-hmm. as I love Automata, um, it didn't hit me the same way that it hit you, I think. Um, well, you had to finish it all the way through. That That's a game, like, we've talked about, like, finishing games yeah. and, like, if you need to do that. And and I'm, I'm a proponent of, like, you really... I don't think you need to finish a game to say you've experienced it, except for, for <laughs> when the intention behind the game is to see yeah. the ending. And right. like that ending, like everything clicks for that game once you beat it. Yeah. So so point being, like I this this was more me taking a chance than I think ever before on this show. Mm. Um yeah. and I just wanna I just wanna lay that groundwork before we talk about it more. Sure. So let's talk about the game then. Let's jump right in. Yeah, um, please. So I'm I'm six hours in. The question of is this going to be a like deconstruction meta narrative that like you know messes with your perception of a medium or is a B movie? This is a this is a B movie, one thousand <laughs> percent. Um, it draws influences from a lot of heady stuff. Like there's very clearly, I mean, you get to choose who you play as. Uh, there. are twin officers um so you get the ch- you don't really get to customize them too much but you can change their hair the skin their eyes all that kind of stuff yeah and at the beginning uh, at least you, you get way more customization the, options later but yeah right with your outfit and stuff but you choose who you play as and your sibling uh, of the opposite gender uh is like a character named akira mm-hmm. which is like okay i see what you're going for yeah and you pointed out i haven't watched this so i didn't Notice it right away, but you point out there's a lot of Evangelion references to the point where like the legions look just like the angels. Uh, yeah, in that, in Steven, that having just watched Evangelion, <laughs> like when they re-released it on Netflix, oh my god! <laughs> yeah. I so I, I streamed this game for about three-ish hours yesterday, um, just while I was like playing it like I would for the podcast. Um, and the amount of similarities narratively and like structurally and from like even even like down to certain characters between this game and Evangelion are unreal. Um, yeah. So many. Not that not as like a detractor from this game in no, any sense, no. but like they are really wearing that influence on their sleeves to the point where when you get a, a legion, which we'll talk more about what that is later, but when you get your first legion and you can customize them for the first time, there are only two color swaps available. One is the default, and the second one is one that makes it look exactly like Unit 01, uh, the, like the main uh, mech from Evangelion, uh, which is wild. Yeah. I wrote here, uh, Tron meets Fifth Element meets 80s Speed Metal meets Akira. That yeah. was my initial note that totally. I took. Yeah, I mean, uh, the the Akira influence definitely with just like the setting. It's in a, uh, I guess I'll set it up a bit. You are in a man-made city kind of on its last legs. Uh, the remnants of humanity are living in mm-hmm. and they're protected by this special police force called Neuron. Yep. Okay, I, I can't get enough of whenever a sci-fi piece of media makes an acronym that is a word and you could tell they thought of the word first (laughs) like you have a yeah you have like a scanning like arkham city scanning device that's called iris and they're like you know independent uh retica whatever it's Mm -hmm. like you thought of iris first and then you wrote around i can't get enough of that stuff (laughs) and that is every Um, acronym in this whole game yeah yeah incredible yeah so uh the city i think is called the arc so like again nothing is subtle in this game Mm -hmm. Uh, not if i actually had to put a box art quote if you if you had to if i was somehow a critic uh-huh. And you put my quote in phrases is that nothing is subtle is what I would say about this game. And I feel like the people that made it would be like, hell yeah, you're correct. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, of course. Well, because he, here's the thing, and I, and I haven't really made it clear. Uh, I, I kind of want to set up set up like what this game is, and and uh, kind of touch on what other platinum games have been, and then I'll get into like what I think of this. Sure. So, Ark is the city. Uh, you're in this special police force. Everyone in the police team wields these other dimensional beings called legions uh, that are basically like the enemy that have been tamed through technology to fight alongside the yeah, officers. Right. Uh, it's pointed out early on that other people can't see them and that uh, everything they are feeling, the the linked officer is also feeling. Yes. So I think that you know, starting the game with having the protagonist have a twin sibling, it's kind of setting that up, this idea of like duality. Mm-hmm. And and with the Legion stuff, that's where it gets like kind of Pokemon adjacent, which we'll get into. Yeah, um, somehow. But uh, <laughs> somehow, but this game is like... Super campy, every trope possible, humanity's last stand uh, against Evangelion uh, antagonist, right? Is that what uh, the angels? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. They're called chimeras in this, but they might as well be angels. I will say that this game's presentation is really stylish like it's very uh it reminds me a bit of persona where like whenever you talk to like merchants or vending machines that all have like kind of uh fahrenheit 451 screens with faces on them they're like hello and they all have different personalities yep like all the menus and all that are like very stylish the soundtrack if i had to point to one thing that is like objectively great about this game it's the soundtrack soundtrack unreal how good it is it is so good that it makes parts of the game that would be awful yes good like doesn't even I was gonna bring bo- that up. Tolerable. Yes. It makes them good because this game tutorializes probably the first four hours of it. I would say <laughs> just about. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which is bizarre. But um, so the thing about Platinum Games, Nier Automata and Bayonetta, both those games like commit so hard to whatever their vibe is that it just works. Mm-hmm. Like no matter what you think about it, you're you end up getting sucked into this world. Yeah, Devil May Cry, even though it's not Platinum, I would I would say is similar. And it looks like the most recent one, they've even like doubled that idea. Right. Where like uh both Devil May Cry and Bayonetta are series where you play as a protagonist who is like uh in Bayonetta you're a witch, uh Devil May Cry, you're like a demon hunter, right? I forgot mm-hmm. his deal. But the enemies are like from heaven and hell, and there's like kind of cosmic levels of grandiose battles, but both of those protagonists like kind of don't care. They're like very like they cut the tension constantly. Like they're always joking. Right. They're so they're, confident that like a, a 14 story demon means nothing. You know? Yeah. Right. Right. Because they know. So... They're, they're, I, I brought this up on the stream constantly talking about Astral Chain. But like they know that they're protagonist of a video game. Like they're going to be yeah. fine. You know what I mean? Bayonetta, Bayonetta is like extremely, extremely self-aware. Like yeah. one, the first scene in the first game is like you're in a graveyard and angels start attacking. And suddenly this like remix of Fly Me to the Moon starts playing. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, it's, it's just like total camp. Yeah. It's like somehow like John Waters helped make a video game. You know what I mean? Like yeah. It's just so over the top. So Astral Chain is kind of in this confusing place where like, I don't know if they know how campy it is. Cause there are some moments that come off like that they're played for drama. And I'm like, this isn't working, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's, there's a scene where not to spoil anything, but later on uh, at one point, pretty early on, it's worth noting this for the for the plot. Uh, at one point early on, all the legions are taken away. Like every officer loses their legion except for you because you're the main character, right? <laughs> um, and your hair turns blue, and your dad like stays in the other dimension to like fight off these demons as everyone else escapes. So your dad is like MIA pretty early on. Yeah. Also worth noting, like I I, I made this bit during your stream, but like your dad looks a lot like Geralt from Fire Emblem. Yeah. Like. There's this new zeitgeist who just like scarred up dads with an undercut. I'm kind of into it. Yeah. But anyway, there's a scene <laughs> where one of the characters, uh, you save him from from a chimera, which are like the the extra powerful enemies, and it cuts to a flashback of him with your dad, and the, and your dad's like, "Hey, while we're on the topic, if if I'm ever dragged into hell, <laughs> can you make sure you take care of my twin kids?" Uh huh. And the guy's like, "Yeah, of course." And then it cuts back, and he's like, "Oh, I promised your dad that like if he was ever dragged to hell." 
that I would take care of you both. But <laughs> you're so powerful now. I, you're taking care of me. Yeah. I'm like, this could have been a good moment. And you like stepped on it eight times, you know, <laughs> like you like office spaced copy machined this dramatic moment. Yeah. By like showing it's like show don't tell you know and like again like that's fine if that's what they're going for yeah but i don't know if that's what they're going well, for. well in this that's case like, it was more show don't show two times in a row you know? <laughs> yeah it was like <laughs> it was like enough not too much yes. kind of thing yeah, yeah um so all that being said i am enjoying this game a lot like i i've i've been negative about it and one caveat i will give to this game is that uh and and something that i was worried about going in was like the brand of police are kind of like everywhere in the game, you know, like even yeah. on your legions, like their weapons have like police on it and stuff. Yeah. And like the game story is so far removed from reality that like for me while playing it, that became less of something I was consciously thinking about. But in, in 2019, having a cast that are police is a choice, right? Yeah. Like it's going, it, and if 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 the aesthetic of that is enough for you to not want to play this game, I think that that's totally fair. Absolutely. Like that's like, yeah. I Pretty don't like game. it enough that I would say like, oh no, but they're making points. Like they're not making any points. They're it's not. Total, yeah. They're not. They're not engaging with that literally at all. Outside of like, it's kind of the mo- the most uh, utopic version of what the police could be in a way. Right. And like, yeah, like it's, it's, you're, you're doing stuff like you're, there's a lot of like uh, detective work, kind of like Witcher 3 esque, where you scan an area and like you're doing detective work. Yeah. You pick up trash and it can like level up by throwing out other people's garbage. Right. You're, you're rescuing cats from trees. Like, yeah. So like the game, but at the same time, the game isn't making any statement, and I, it does still feel like irresponsible to release this game this way now. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. So like, it's in the game. It's not. I don't think problematic. I don't think. But if the brand, if the aesthetic is enough for you, then like, don't get this. Yeah, I, I, w- I would just say as like a overhead view of it. Yeah, I, I agree. There are a couple times so far in playing the game where I was like, you know, because because I've seen interviews with the creators of this, you know, talking yeah. like, who have been asked that actual question, like, you know, you're releasing a game where you play as a police officer in 2019, like you're making a What's statement up? by doing that. Yeah. What's up with this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And their and they their answer just straight up is like the the view of police in Japan is not what it is in the United States and like we just wanted to set it in a police station like that was just it and that's as much thought as they really gave it honestly um yeah and and you know that may be true but it is a game that it is releasing in the United States and is localized for the United States so right. like you you have to keep that in mind yeah it's like, and there are a couple moments in the actual gameplay where i was like do i really have to chase down this graffiti artist who is beloved i had the same thought i had the beloved, same exact yeah, thought yeah who is beloved by the citizens of the city you know because yeah. he's he's spray painting incredible art on the side of a building that is like bringing people joy i that's an actual mission in the game and i was like i feel bad about this i don't yeah. want to do this I, I did it on the stream i was like i don't like this mission this is not good um, no i i had the same exact thought I, uh, yeah. So at the same time, I don't think that there was any like kind of like, I don't think there's any like malintention on the creator's part, but like you said, you're releasing this in the West. It's a kind of a big deal to like make your protagonist a police officer right now, you know? Yeah. And like not take a stance. Right. Right. Um, so that's just kind of the elephant in the room with this game. Again, like you're fighting demons from another dimension and like, it's just so silly that it's like, I don't think it's going to, like, I don't think that's going to cause as much controversy as I was worried it was. Mm-hmm. But I do think, like, it is totally justifiable to just to avoid this game completely because of it. Yeah, um, right. So I just I want agree. to touch on that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm curious how, so basically, like, for the game itself, we haven't even really talked about what it is. <laughs> uh it plays a lot like um, Nier or Bayonetta. It's sort of like a fast-paced, kinetic, hack-and-slash action RPG. Right. Um, the biggest divisive thing is that, or not divisive, but the biggest like unique element is that you can summon these legions that act as like a other character. They attack automatically on their own, but you can give them commands such as like you can launch them out. You can send them to areas and like do like a weird jump. 
and you eventually unlock other legions that all have like their own unique abilities. So yeah, we should we should mention. I don't think we've mentioned it yet, but like the legions are attached to you via the astral chain, the titular astral chain. Um, Yeah, and and that that is kind of where the crux of like the challenge in in the gameplay lies. The challenge in the combat lies in the fact that like you can only send your legion out so far. They're not just like going all the way across the map and fighting some like big heavy thing for you so you can just hang back like you need to be in the action with the legion because there's only so far that the two of you can go separated from one another which which i think makes for some interesting shit and they also use the chain in really wild ways where like if an enemy is charging at you and you like set it up so you are on one side and the legion is on the other side of where the enemy is charging they'll get stuck in the middle of the chain and then you can use that to like wrap them up and like lock them down throw and just, them in the air yeah just like beat yeah. the hell out of them just because they were unlucky enough to get like tangled in the astral chain so just worth mentioning like that is i think where the crux of like the challenge in it lies um and yeah. that is also where the greatest benefit lies in terms of like mastering those mechanics is starting to use those limitations to your advantage uh is, yeah. is when when the combat gets really wild and fun i think that's yeah, the the use of the chain is is really brilliant, and there's also um, the 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 fight that sealed the deal for me was when you're first dragged into hell, and uh, <laughs> like you said, uh, uh, it looks just like a Pokemon, like the the rock dude with the fists. You know oh yeah, about? yeah, it's Reggie Rock. Yeah. yeah, that's the fight where you have like the whole fight is based around catching them charging through the chain and then throwing them up in the air. If, right. It reminded me a lot of Bowser's, uh, Bowser 64. Mars 64, where you fight Bowser, you had to grab him in the tail and swing him around. Yeah. It had that same kind of kinetic energy. And right. the music in the boss fights is just like, I don't like metal, and somehow during this game I do, because it's just so <laughs> over the top. The The second fight that really made me be like, oh, this game is, is really well designed, you fight the Arrow Nemesis. Um, mm-hmm. It's one of the legions that got loose uh, in that scene I brought up with your dad where you become the chosen one. Um, <laughs> uh, so the Arrow Legion is like teleporting from platform to platform, usually pretty far away from you. You have to use the legion to jump from platform to platform while they are launching these walls at you that slowly move that just push you off the edge. Right. And what you have to do is this ability the sword legion has where it can cut a pattern uh, so like depending on what is being sent your way, you have to cut a different pattern and then you eventually reach them and then you can fight them face to face and like utilizing the Legion's ability, unique abilities in combat makes the game so exciting and not just like a mindless button masher. Right. Yeah. So I think I think like, if you're a fan of Devil May Cry or Bayonetta or, or Nier Automata's gameplay, like you will enjoy this game a lot. Um, yes. it, it is a lot of fun. There are so many moments like, again, like we, we kind of set this up with like, we almost tutorialized our opinion of this game with like a lot of caveats. And I, and I feel seriously about those. And it's hard for me to like recommend this game wholeheartedly because of them. It's also the kind of game where I'm like, I don't know, you have to like this genre to enjoy it. I think, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I don't know. This is a game that like, like Fire Emblem Three Houses is a game I love enough and think is good enough that like I would recommend that to someone whose go to genre isn't that because I think it just does it so well. They are going to enjoy it. Yeah. And that game is kind of designed to be accessible enough that like you can it's a good gateway for that genre. Totally. Yeah, um, Astral Chain is not welcoming anyone to its <laughs> no. particular. Event. Nope. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> and not to say that I'm like a pro at these games. I am not. I die a lot. Uh, this game is pretty hard. I'm playing it on the normal difficulty and it's very difficult. Mm. But yeah, the, the presentation and the game and like the fact that even though the issue of, of playing as a police officer is still there aesthetically, the conscious decision of like focusing on like helping survivors and like, you know, doing all that, I do think. Protecting gives the game, and serving. Yeah. Yeah. I do think I do think it gives the game's tone like a more positive air to it. It's just more by today's associations that like we have to project onto it because it's so like, it, there's no avoiding the aesthetic. Absolutely. Right? It's just so in your face. And it's like, at a certain point, it's like, even on your legions, it says police like on their arm. I'm like, I don't want everything branded this way. I purposely don't wear the vest that says police across the chest. Cause I don't want that. You yeah. Know? Same. And, th- and thankfully there are customization options there. And like, look, it's, it's a, it, that's a big discussion that like, I don't think either of us are equipped for, for the show. But I think like anytime you have piece of media where you're making the hero from, you know, a topic that is divisive, like you have to, you can't hide behind like, oh, we didn't know. 
And I think that's right. what we're getting at with 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 this. Right. Because you're spending literal actual years making the video game. You know what I mean? Yeah, like exactly. You're telling me that yeah. in all of those years you didn't you didn't dive into that discussion at all. You know? Yeah. Um but I think I think that's all a very good overview of the game though. Um what I'll say on my end, having played it also for about the same amount of time, I would say I'm about a, a level or two uh, behind where you are at the moment. I I think I just straight up didn't like it for most of that gameplay time. Yeah, I, I streamed it for about three hours yesterday, and and my preamble for the stream was like, I'm gonna play this game until I get it, until I like understand what it's trying to do at least. Yeah, you know, and that's one of the benefits I think of of doing this show, doing this podcast is like I kind of have uh, the the benefit of being able to like just kind of sink as many hours into a game as I need to 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 understand what the thing is, and if I don't like it, I can move on because there's always like more stuff to play and talk about on the show eventually. In this case. I, during those whole three hours of streaming, I was like, I just don't enjoy this, really. Um, because most of it, um, and it's kind of funny I talk about Remnant last week, because that game, that whole first like hour and a half of that game is not good. <laughs> like, it is yeah. just, it is not good. The combat is clunky. The the uh, voice acting, not great. The, the character model is not great. Um, this game has a very similar thing going on, where I would say, like you mentioned, the first three hours-ish are not very good. Um, the thing that propelled me through it was the incredible aesthetic, the uh, UI design, and the music. If those three yeah. things weren't there, I would have just stopped playing this game because the way they tutorialize this is so wild and so like 2008 that it's kind of like hard <laughs> to deal with. It does feel to, it feels that like this is a game from 2008 in every yeah. way. I Until like. it's suddenly it, it, not. And right, and I, right. I think that's the point that I want to make is like this game teaches you how to play it via a training room where a, a person dressed up as a big dog uh, gives you a bunch of training modules that you just have to go through and it takes forever it takes like 45 takes so minutes long. to an hour and like to- it's funny at first and like they just like you know the drama scene where they show you 800 times like it's like i don't think this is funny anymore yeah like yes exactly it's like it's, it's so that takes like longer than fire emblem three houses does to complete it's, just, it's the <laughs> longest thing ever it it takes forever and it and it's just not fun and is too much information they're giving you too much information at once instead of teaching you this stuff out in the world when you need it and when you're doing it so you can actually apply yes. it to situations and like understand why you would want to learn that they're just teaching all of it to you and I think I think they're trying to hide behind the idea that like this is how you as the character are learning these things right you would get sure. police training to learn these things but just because you're doubling down on it in the narrative doesn't mean that it's a fun and enjoyable experience for the player and like that's what the right. game needs to serve by the end of it um, and it and that's not what happens really at all. The only, like you though, the only reason I did the tutorial was because the music. Like the music and the tutorial especially is yes. really good. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, it kind of puts you in a trance. Like, okay, I just got to do this shitty part. Yeah, of let me game. just bang this whole thing out. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I went through all of that and, and started doing, I guess, like the first real case file that you need to do after all the tutorials and like halfway through it I was so burnt out from doing the tutorials I was like I need to put this game down for the rest of the day like I just can't play this until later so I just stopped playing it like unsure if I was going to go back or not and then I, I spent you know a couple hours out doing things whatever and I couldn't stop thinking about playing Astral Chain more so I was like <laughs> there has to be something on the other side of this that's worth playing yeah. because like I saw the reviews I've read reviews of this game people it got, it's gotten very good reviews people generally it's, like yeah. it yeah yeah so I was like I okay I played it for three hours straight and I still didn't like get the thing that everybody talked about so let me let me go back into it let me jump back into it and see what happens so like last night at like one in the morning I was like okay it's time (laughs) it's time it's time to play this game again and I dove in started doing that case file finished it out big boss battle at the end the whole situation and all of the mechanics I did that that uh the arrow fight uh, that you were just talking about I did that and all the mechanics just clicked for me they all yeah, that fight rules. They, That's a really yeah. good fight. They all synced up. And suddenly I was like, this game fucking rules. This game is great. And it, it, it was like literally just they say this con- with like learning anything in life. Like you need to just get the, the download of information. You just need the info dump into your brain. Then you need to take some hours away from it. And then you need to come back and return to it. And like that's when you kind of like test your metal and figure out if that stuff sunk in or not. And that's literally what happened to me. Where like when I returned to the game, all of those mechanics that I hated learning in the tutorial suddenly all got applied together where I was like using the I was like controlling myself 
myself and, and the Legion separately. I was like using them to wrap up the astral chain around things. I was like doing that thing where I was freezing time and, and using the sword move to swipe through things and just fucking knock them out. And it just felt good. It just felt yeah. really, really good. Um, there was a video that came out the same day or maybe the day before the, the game came out where the lead designer of the game showed off what it looks like to S-rank a battle. Because, uh, you know, oh they, they do that classic like Platinum Games thing where at the end yeah. of every battle they'll like give you a rank. Um, and it was like a boss battle. And there was like, this is what it looks like to S-rank a boss battle. And it was beautiful. It was ballet. You know, <laughs> it was like unreal to watch. I've gotten a D on every battle, which really makes me furious because I literally ended a battle. So I unlocked the one of the legions is just like big muscles and arms yeah like no legs yeah Actually, his name you, is you can, arms yeah arms you could wear him as armor yes. and like your legs dangle out it's amazing yeah he's my favorite one i love arms i finished a boss fight with like if you because like in your combo of melee attacks or range attacks if you hit a button at a certain time you and your legion do a move together mm-hmm. so i ended a move like literally like like a ballet arms like catching me and me like taking like the last hit yeah like, this is amazing they're like d i'm like what do you want from me i sat through lappy's three hour tutorial <laughs> and you're gonna give me a d yeah oh my god and i think that was Part of the thing that turned me off from playing in the beginning was I would keep doing battles and just get fucking eviscerated by these enemies. And then it would give me the score at the end and it would show me, you know, okay, you got an F in this battle. (laughs) And then it does that thing that like Super Smash, they've been doing in Super Smash Brothers, like pretty much for the entirety of that franchise where they give you like little almost superlatives, like like high school yearbook superlatives about all the things you did. So you class clown. Yeah. 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 So it's like (laughs) sharpshooter or like, uh, you know, item hoarder or whatever, things like that. And all of mine were were always like sloppy strikes and like, <laughs> like you s- pretty much just like a bunch of superlatives that were like you suck at this game and like uh, literally just getting like negged by this game like it was just giving me negative reinforcement over and over and over yeah. again that just made me want to not continue playing it and now about six hours in a couple more boss battles in a couple more cases in i am flying through these battles i'm not taking any damage i'm dodging on time whenever i dodge i get to do a move where like the legion pops out of my back and like just fucks up whatever i'm fighting it's starting to feel really responsive and really good but it unfortunately does that weird thing that they do in like metroid games which works in metroid games and doesn't in this game i think where like you start off with everything you start off with like all these incredible abilities because like for plot reasons you're suddenly the chosen one and your hair turns blue and and whatever and you're like dodging shit left and right you're fighting like six legions at once with your single legion and it's like this majestic beautiful thing and then they just take all that away from you and suddenly that thing that you're like oh this is what i've been waiting for is gone whereas in metroid when they start that kind of thing or in a castlevania when they start that kind of thing it's like this is what you're working towards and it feels oh, like you're progressing what, what do you lose after that because i think i still have everything from that fight you get that's when you get like the ability i mean i guess your hair is like permanently blue with that the, i don't know though you're what doing do you some stuff you're doing some stuff in that fight that you're not able to do after that fight. Oh, uh, I guess, yeah. Because you're, you're right, literally yeah. fighting six bosses simultaneously. Yeah, and, that's true. And in any other instance, they should be fucking you up. But if you just keep smashing the Legion button, you dodge everything and counterattack everything just by pressing that right. repeatedly. Right, um, right. Whereas later, it, you know, I can feel myself like starting to need to unlock that stuff as I'm like unlocking nodes in the in the class tree for each of the Legions. Yeah. And, and I think that was kind of like a little bit of a turnoff. But now that I'm starting to get that stuff back slowly, but surely it's starting to feel so so tight um and as my reflexes have gotten better playing it as i'm starting to notice uh, like just about when doing a combo is going to lead to me using my legion in a combo as like a finisher you know even just the fact that when you do a finisher with your legion it actually heals you a little bit so like you're not dying as much you don't need as many healing items stuff like that is all starting to click together and like now six hours in unfortunately i love this game it's great it's really fun I get why people like it. You know, I've done a bunch of weird cases so far where I did go save a cat from a mall. I dunked like 40 different empty soda cans into the trash can in a row. That's my favorite thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. You can just slam that button over and over again. And it's just like dunk, 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 dunk. And every time you do uh, points accrue. People who are watching this stream were nervous that your sibling was going to kill a cat because cats aren't allowed in the station due to like quarantine reasons. Oh, yeah. But your dad, Gerald, has secretly made a cat sanctuary. Yes. Just a room full of cats that you 
can hang out in. It's yeah, great. Which is awesome. Yeah. At any point yeah. you can just you can just fast travel to the cat sanctuary, which is great. I will uh, say in terms of like near automata comparisons, what does feel a lot like near is wandering around the station and talking to NPCs and like I wandering around crime scenes. Like yep. all that stuff is really good and that feels like near. They've even added there's some nods to near where like it's weird that I know that they're both platinum games and that the lead game designer worked on both, but like this is, I wouldn't ever otherwise compare the two, you know? Right. Like it is such a different experience. This is like watching like a friend's VHS of RoboCop versus like, you know, mm-hmm. there will be blood or something. You know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> so, so like. I think they use a voice from near the like the computer voice of the vending machines that sounds very near Jason and also at one point again my favorite thing ever are villains that are clearly the villain that the game is like no they're not the villain like obviously uh, the chief of police Yosef is like clearly up to no good (laughs) Um, and then in this scene you like definitively learn he's not he says we will ascend and become as gods right I'm like oh my god which is a line ripped right from near yeah front yeah, right from here which is like cool it's like the guy takahisa tara i believe i'm pronouncing that correctly uh was lead game designer for near automata and for astral chain like credit credits to like he worked on both games but like it's just funny thematically and like writing wise to hear one game quote the other it's like no this mm-hmm. feels weird yeah it's a lot but yeah i agree with you man i think like I was intrigued earlier on. I, n- I never disliked playing this game, but I was also like, every time there'd be a moment that like really put me off and made me feel gross for playing it, which like, I never, I want to explore like what that means. Like I never, I just feel like there's some moment, like the tutorial is a moment that made me feel gross. I'm like, this is just so long and not fun. And like, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, Cause I'm able, like I play a lot of RPGs. I'm conditioned to know that like the first hour is doing chores or talking to neighbors, you know, like that's just going to happen. But we have seen games do that well. And usually if a game that like I love that has that kind of like slow start that I had to get through, I'm like, I didn't know what was on the other side, but I think you and I both feel like once you get to that, like I think that boss is the point, the arrow boss. Yeah that's when you'll realize if you're going to like this game or not. And it is significantly far through. It's you can't just give up 5 hours, but like yeah. You know. I do think it's fun before then. I just think it really shines after that. Mm. But yeah. I just found myself very frustrated with like this is a game and this is a developer that's known for uh it's extremely tight controls and mechanics and they don't feel that way f- until that boss just about like yeah because i think what i was doing and i think maybe what you were doing too is like in the automata you push the dodge button and like you can dodge everything yeah like it's very dark soulsy in that way in this game like your dodge is with the legion which you don't have unlocked right away right and which goes to your point of like having everything unlockable doesn't really help the game up until a point like yeah. so yeah so yeah it's 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 I've never had like more opinions about a game and more takes on a game to ultimately sum up for like, it's fun. You might like it. Mm-hmm. Like that's how I feel about it. Yeah. But there's just like so much going on uh, that I have to like address a lot of it. Um, yeah. It's, it's, I think that I'm glad I got it. I'm glad I checked it out and I am enjoying it a lot. Yeah. But I wouldn't recommend it to everyone. Right. I, I like it a lot now, but it took me six hours. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to like, I feel like I've, I kind of hope it's a shorter game. Like, I feel like if it gets to the point where it's like over, like, I thought this game would be great if it was like 15 hours, mm, you yeah. know, like 15 or 20, I could totally do anything longer than that. I don't think I, would I think it's going to be longer. Um, are, were you about to say like, I don't know if I'm going to finish this game or not. Is that where that was going? Kind of. And that's not, that's not like I did to detract against it i just like i am a firm believer of like unless you feel like you like unless the game compels you to or there's something about it where like you you feel like you need to like there are only a handful of games that i'd say like oh you really have to see it through the end to say you've experienced the whole thing and usually ironically they're not the really long games like they're not the you know hundreds of hours rpgs i mean fire emblem is a game that like I think anyone who's enjoying it, you're going to see that through probably multiple times, yeah. right? But I think you can enjoy a game without feeling like you need to finish it or beat it or 100%. It. I don't think that's like a... Yeah, that's a thing we've talked about on the show a bunch. Um, and I think yeah. you know that might be true of this game. I might actually end up finishing it now that I'm starting to enjoy it as much as I am. Um, you know, I don't know if that's... Oh, cool. 
that might not be true because there's you know we talked about this last week but there's like about ten thousand games that i want that are coming out literally within the next two weeks so we'll, we'll see if that happens and if i have the time for it but i i would like to continue playing this i i'm enjoying it enough now that i kind of want to see once i start unlocking more legions and i'm switching between them like mid battle and upgrading stuff unlocking new weird hairstyles and and glasses that's true i kind of want to see it yeah. through a little bit it- it's a really fun game, and it, it's also kind of after playing a lot of like it. I, I I haven't played a game like this in a while, so it's kind of refreshing to play like a like a kinetic third person action yeah. game. So yeah, that's Ashel Chain. We both like it despite everything, <laughs> despite itself. <laughs> despite that's that's really it though, because like my my uh, a friend of mine wanted to see it because they were thinking about getting it and i was like okay i felt weird i was like okay i just gotta set you up like what this is before i just like launch you yeah. in uh and of course the scene they saw me playing was like the person in a lab coat like just dumping exposition mm-hmm. on you acronym after acronym like in the arc we like deus ex you know we drink uh, data the, soup the legion and render o3 yeah I can't believe I didn't know Data Soup was in the game until you yeah. told me. All all of the names of all of the uh, drinks you can buy from the vending machines are hilarious, but none better than Data Soup. Yeah, Data Soup. And that's where I wonder if the game is more self-aware than we think it is. I think it is in very select Okay, moments. so I mentioned this on the stream. Um, weirdly, it happened like almost back-to-back, where I was talking about uh, my experience watching Aquaman, uh, which is on HBO at the time of this recording, and I was like, let me finally watch this movie, because I heard like it's not very good, but it's fun, and like whatever, it's worth watching. So I put that movie on, and I got about an hour into it, and I was like, this is so fucking ridiculous, this movie. Like, it is so out there, and it's taking itself completely completely seriously and and i just kept asking myself like is it actually taking itself seriously or is it in on the joke does it know and it was like kind of hard to tell until this one moment everybody talks about it with this movie but i didn't know it until i watched the movie there's this one moment where at the intro to a big battle between two people um an octopus is playing the drums on eight drums simultaneously and it was like all right you know, you know what's going on here. And then there are yeah, like yeah. way more hints the more of that movie you watch that like it completely is self-aware about how ridiculous it is. And I was like, okay, where is my octopus playing the drums moment in Astral Chain? Like I need that to fully invest myself in this because if it's trying to take itself completely seriously, it is failing on every front. And almost yeah. immediately <laughs> after making that point, Lappy shows up. Lappy, a, a person dressed yeah. up as as like a, a guard dog, a security dog, like a big, like almost uh, Disney World-esque uh, like costume, kind of like bumbling around. And she teaches you pretty much everything. She initiates the tutorial. But it is so ridiculous on, on the onset, uh, the introduction of that character, that I was like, that's what I needed. That was it for me. It completely yeah. knows. See, there's a, there's another mission with Lappy where the the person who is in the suit is like, hey, can you be Lappy for a bit? And oh cheer God. up one of the officers, like you spar with them as <laughs> Lappy. And like, that's where the game clicked for me, where I'm like, okay, at least in this moment, like it knows it's yeah. silly. I also think, too, the fact that the game wears its influences on its sleeve so visibly mm-hmm. to the point of naming your sibling Akira yeah. is like, okay, like this. I mean, obviously, that's a fairly common name, but like given the setting and everything, it's like, okay, you're, you're clearly nodding at yeah, the series, yeah. right? So, yeah, I think, I think it does ultimately. It's not enough for me to say like if they think the drama is landing or not because I don't know, but that almost makes it funnier to me. There yeah. is another scene where six boys ask you riddles as you sit on the floor, which is like <laughs> for some reason where I thought you were gonna start liking the game because I'm like this is like I this is such a weird nightmare. Like six boys who look the same are asking me which one is lying. I'm like, is this how I die? Like, is this how it all ends? <laughs> Yeah, th- this is uh, this is purgatory. This is the moment where they decide if you go to heaven or hell. Yeah, there was a big bang, and I saw light, and suddenly felt self-aware. And then at the end, six boys ask me who is lying, and I'm one of the boys. <laughs> yeah, that honestly for me, that moment was like the straw that broke the camel's back in a way where like I had just finished my three hours of tutorials and then six boys asked me who was lying and I was like I don't want this (laughs) I don't want this at all Um, I will also say, uh, to give another positive to the game, nothing is more satisfying than collecting this game's version of coins, like the Mario coins. Oh yeah. There are like these weird red crystals that your legion can run through and you like collect 
duty points. Uh-huh. Come on. Yeah. But the act of doing that is so satisfying for some reason. It's I so good. It. Yeah, my, my new up. favorite thing is uh, wearing the arms legion as armor and then just hovering over it. <laughs> it's so slow <laughs> and cumbersome and dumb uh, and so funny and still makes that satisfying I'm both like the noise. arms legion. Yeah, it's really good. I will say that um, the the collection of that, what I, what is it called? Red Matter? I think it's called Red Matter, right? Yeah, something like that. The collection of that Red Matter very, very frequently bumps up against the same problem that Fallout 4 has where you start that game looking for your son and then you immediately like turn left and go like farming for a bit um, <laughs> where like people are literally screaming at me over the comm system and I'm just like no 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 I have some red matter to collect <laughs> yeah there was an injured civilian I had to help and I was like ooh a treasure chest thank god I had my iris activated yes exactly so I, I run into that all the time where it's just like I'm going and collecting this red matter instead of saving a civilian very frequently um the weird thing about this game now that we're talking about it i really want to play it again and it's like while i'm playing it i feel like i always like i'm enjoying it a lot in moments and not enjoying it other moments and then when i'm not playing it i want to play it again it's a weird like absolutely it's almost like i have to reach it's like when you summon the legion and they like get depleted of energy when they're out Uh but then when they're back it refills really quickly yeah it's somehow despite itself very fun. I'm tired of recording um, this podcast. I just want to go play more Astral Chain. Um, <laughs> well, why don't we take a break and we'll get back with the end of the episode. Uh, sure. Uh, is there anything else? Uh, that's, that's that's enough for Astral Chain. Maybe that's we can enough. revisit it at some point. We can revisit it. Uh, yeah, if, if if somehow we find that it like really like doubles down on getting better in the like last third of it or whatnot. Or worse. We'll, we'll <laughs> or worse. Hey, either, that's what I mean. I feel like I'm on thin ice with it. Where I'm like, okay, I'm enjoying it now, but like, what's going to happen? Yeah, you know? right. Anyway, we'll see. Talk to you soon. Goodbye. Bye. Steven, we're back. Hey. I, I think it was a week or two weeks ago or something like that. I kind of mentioned offhand that we had an email address because we don't really bring it up very often because there are a bunch of ways to contact us. We have Discord. We have Twitter, Twitch, whatever. Carrier Pigeon, however you're feeling. Um, but <laughs> of all the of all the things that we have, I think the email address is like the most unwieldy, hardest thing to type into anything because uh, it's into the Aether podcast at gmail.com, which is just a yeah. lot. Um, Might as well be our password at that point. <laughs> <laughs> um, but despite that, uh, we did we did get an email. Uh, so thank you so much to Kieran who sent us an email and, and asked us a question. Uh, and I wanted to bring it up to you and see if you uh, if you have an answer for it. Yeah, and also just to add to that, thank you for the kind words in the email. But we'll address the question directly. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So uh, the the question is as follows: Have you ever been playing a game and just had to stop and ask yourself how this game even exists? Like you just lose yourself in the game so much that everything else feels like a dream. Personally, I experienced this playing Breath of the Wild. And again, recently when I was revisiting Dragon's Dogma, after hearing you guys talk about it, I had to pick it up on Switch and go through it again. There's just so many elements going on in the game that work so well together. I tend to forget I'm playing a video game and not just living in the world. Oh, wow. I will say everything else feeling like a dream is something I think I experience too often. Yeah. It is in everything (laughs) in life. Yeah, I think I think any game like those two you mentioned that kind of have a, like a routine to them where mm-hmm. it's like in both Dragon's Dogma and Breath of the Wild, there's a sense of like exploration and then you find stuff and then you have to go back to town to do stuff and maybe you have to cook and like you kind of get caught up in the like life cycle of it. Yeah. Uh, same with, I would say, Three Houses and, and Persona and games that kind of have that kind of schedule. Obviously, uh, Persona and Fire Emblem have like a regimented schedule where it's like concrete Dragon's Dogma and Breath of the Wild are way more open with like what you end up doing. There, <laughs> as you could probably guess from this podcast, like there every now and then is a game that I love so much that like it, I'm like not chill about it at all when talking about it. So Fire Emblem was the recent one. Uh-huh. Uh Before that, what was before that? Probably Near. Near was a big one. Um, Celeste. C- Celeste was weird because we like. I played that before we had the show, so I didn't really get that like initial episode. Yeah, but it was my game of the year, obviously. So like I, I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um, to address the, um, you have to stop and ask yourself how this game even exists. Like I'm thinking back on all the games that I've loved, loved, loved recently. Like Hollow Knight is a game that I absolutely can believe exists. You know, as I'm playing it, like I love that game to no end. It is the best game I played last year, probably top five like of all time. Um, but it is so a video game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Breath of the Wild, weirdly, I, I think uh, it's a great pick because that, that's something that like transcends that to me. That is something where like everything about that game from from uh, music to the... 
graphics, 10.0. Music, 10.0. You know what I mean? Like all that stuff just fucking melts 10. together. 10.0, let's make it 100. <laughs> all that stuff just melts together and creates a vibe that's so strong that like, I really do forget that I'm playing a video game frequently when playing it, uh, or at least in its best moments. That's kind of how I felt about it. Like I was just so lost in it. But a game like a Celeste or a Hollow Knight is one where it's like, it feels so much like a video game yeah. that I don't find myself like getting lost in it uh, in the same way. So I'm, I'm just trying to think of like what games have hit that for me. Uh, Cause it has. I remember uh, Mass Effect 2 hit me pretty hard in that way. Mm. And that was a game I couldn't believe existed at the time because it was so like, that was I played that game hot off the heels of playing Skyrim, which was also probably another game where it's like, <laughs> yeah, just draws you right in, right? So like, but with Skyrim, as we've discussed in passing, like you kind of reach a point where the world feels a little bit, uh, like if you finish whatever objective you have, it can maybe start to feel a little empty. Given that's like pretty far in, but like, or not empty, but you feel disconnected from the world in some ways, like plot wise, right? Like you're importance in the world doesn't match up with your actions kind of thing can i hit you with the strong asterisk on that yeah the strong asterisk is that i think honestly maybe of every game i've ever played like every game the one that i got the sucked that i got sucked into the hardest the one that i was like so thoroughly living in was skyrim in vr oh okay yeah yeah i think when skyrim hit vr I got I got a PlayStation VR specifically to play that game because I, I love Skyrim. I was curious about PSVR. I wanted to play Super Hot and Super Hexagon, not Super Hexagon, uh, Super Hypercube and like all the stuff that was kind of launching with PSVR on, on that. And Skyrim was like the most like proof of concept thing for VR ever. Like it, it so proved to me that that the ability to play a game in virtual reality like had merit and was great. And I didn't play it with the two move controllers waggling my arms around. Um, I just played it sitting on my couch with PSVR on, holding a DualShock 4. But I got so thoroughly lost in that world. A game, that was my fourth time playing that game at that point, because I played it like when it came out, again on, on PC, like again at probably some other, oh, sorry, special edition on PS4, and then again on PSVR. And something about putting that headset on and walking into the first temple that you go into, like the very first moment. Um, like I played through the whole opening and it was like, oh, wow, that dragon's big. Isn't that exciting? You know, like, but it was kind of kind of, you know, what I expected. But it was the first time I went into um, a dungeon that I had been in countless times. And I looked up and I realized that it was like it was like four times the height of me as a character. And I had never because it always felt so small every time I'd been yeah. in there previously. You know, you just look straight up and you kind of can't really tell how, how big the place is. Um, and going up to like statues and like the walls even where, where you learn the new shouts in that game. They're like gigantic. They're huge. And you don't really n realize it until you're physically standing next to it. And there's a certain point when you're playing that game uh, on PSVR, even though it's like kind of muddy, like the, the quality isn't super good. There is a point probably like a half an hour into playing it where like your brain just switches and you're like, I am in this world now. Like it, yeah. it, the the fuzziness, the graininess of of the the visuals kind of melt away, and like you're just fully in it. At that point was when it really hit me how brilliant Skyrim was in VR and how like incredible VR can be when when it's accomplished. Um, when when it accomplishes like what it's setting out to do. I played probably another hundred hours of Skyrim in VR, which I did not expect to love on that level. Um, it got to the point even where it was winter in real life and I opened up all the windows in my house and lit a, a candle that smelled like pines. I don't think I've ever admitted <laughs> that to anyone. I might have. That's amazing. I, uh, that sounds so cool. It was incredible. It was an incredible experience. Um, and I love yeah, it. I mean, and that's why I'm so excited to play No Man's Sky in VR. I still haven't done it because of all this other stuff that's been happening. But um, right. I have it. I have it downloaded. I'm like ready to go do it. Um, so expect me to talk about that eventually. Yeah. I mean, I, I have that. Was, whenever I revisit Skyrim, I find something new. Like I, I remember last time I played, I found this whole quest where you're in a underground prison that no one has ever escaped from. And you don't have any of your equipment. You just have to like mine and like befriend Whoa. the other inmates and try to get out with like i don't think i've done that it is like literally someone's like i'll help you get out if you kill this guy with a shiv and like it's like skyrim prison drama yeah like, i've never experienced that 
it's it's unbelievable but i only bring up the whole sense of detachment from like kind of the story like you can you can eventually feel a little bit detached from the story in that game oh yeah totally. i bring that up because i played mass effect 2 pretty shortly after and that game like really immersed me in this world to the point where like, i feel like i wasn't myself in social outings yeah I was just, like you know just thinking about space or whatever and everyone's like Are you okay maybe i'm always like that but like it just felt like that was less of a uh my whole world got changed more of a like i can't believe this game exists like this mm-hmm. this level of like involvement and story i think games have carried the torch since then so i don't know if it would have the same impact now but when i first played it i, I had that feeling for sure yeah yeah I, I think i think there's a there's a clear delineation between like the games where you were just thinking about playing them all the time and the games where like they affect you so heavily that you're thinking about being in that world more. You know what I mean? Like the difference between like, I want to go back and play more Hollow Knight because that's just like a fun game to play and I like getting kind of lost in in that space and a game like Skyrim in VR where it's like, I want to go live in that for a bit longer. Um, (laughs) Another game that like changed the way I think. What is a, oh, it's called the Tetris effect, which now there's an actual video game named after it. But that idea that like you play Tetris so much that you start seeing the blocks out in the real world and you start to arrange things in your life to look like Tetris blocks because you're like, your brain is like attached to it. Or like when you get tunnel vision from playing too much Guitar Hero or something. The thing that I had, I I had that on an even deeper level with uh, The Witness. The Witness was a game that I like could not shake at all. Once I started playing that game, I was so thoroughly wrapped up in it and all I wanted to do spend more time in the witness which is wild because it really is just like solving line puzzles but that island is so pretty um mm-hmm. and those puzzles are so all-encompassing if they like really get their hooks in you the way it did for me where like i played that game until i got the platinum and and it is both like my weirdly proudest gaming accomplishment is ever is getting the platinum in that game and simultaneously like the the place that i want to go back to and experience for the first time again uh, more than any other i think wow i love the witness i still have to play it you don't have to that's the thing like it's not for everyone um and i didn't think i didn't really know it was going to be for me until i started playing it yeah Yeah. it's good i was going to mention before that you mentioned like doing things in a game or digitally that affects how you do it in real life Mm -hmm. i uh i I draw a lot and i i learned somehow i i learned the bulk of my current drawing skills on digital first Mm -hmm. so when i finally made the effort to start using sketch pads more like four years ago i found myself literally having my left hand do control z instead of erasing oh i literally had like the muscle memory of like doing that versus like grabbing an eraser and 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 using it that's wild yeah that is really wild yeah so that that happened to me but now it doesn't happen anymore because i do both thank you very much wow you're welcome steven okay i just i I can't stop thinking about the witness now again i i just remember there was a puzzle that i couldn't solve it was the one i'd say the one time in that game where like one puzzle really fucked me up so bad that i drew it on a post-it note and i and i taped it to the side of my monitor at work and i would just stare at it for like 10 to 20 minutes at a time just like trying to wow. just trying to like figure it out because that is a game where you could just write a puzzle down on a post-it note and like figure it out and then go back and do it in the game like the mechanics are so simple that you could do that oh man that game was good anyway thanks for your question karen hopefully we answered it i think we did yeah <laughs> there, there are a lot of really interesting points that were brought up in there and i think it kind of opened a lot of you don't need to give us much for us to get off topic so <laughs> there are a lot of shining beacons that were awoken from that so thank you and yeah if anyone else wants to ask us anything or just send us anything for whatever reason uh you can reach us at our cumbersome email address into the aether podcast at gmail yep I-N-T-O-T-H-E-A-E-T-H-E-R-P-O-D-C-A-C-S-T at Gmail. <laughs> Again, I-N-T-O-T-H-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. You just, you just said into the podcast, I think. Fuck! I gotta do it again! <laughs> Well, again, I N T T H E A E T. No, no, no. What? <laughs> again. <sighs> Fine. Please. It's <clears throat> eject button. Eject button. We have to, we have to keep going. I, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I won't allow but it. I, I didn't get it right once. I didn't get it right once. Did I get it right the first time? I don't think you did. Let me actually try to get it right. Sure. I won't sing this time. Okay. I N T O T H E A E. T-H-E-R-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Into the pot, into the, good night. (laughs) Thank you. Well, 
That's correct. That concludes our patron-only spelling section oh, of fuck. the podcast. I'm sorry, I got I got shit to do. I got names to say. I am T. I'm gonna have fucking nightmares with that song I made. Me too, Stephen. I <laughs> Hey, sincerely, thank you for everyone who is a patron, who backs the show. Very kind of you. Here's your shout out. Thank you, Spencer, Scout, Philip, Min, Melly Muffin Pie, Marcel, Kyle, Kim, Cameron, Jeff, Inez, Hilton, Christopher, Brett, Bolt, Benjamin, Andrew, and Akira. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And if you are out there and you somehow feel the urge to support the show, it's this is actually an easy URL. Patreon.com slash into the cast. Yep. Unlike our email, which is like a cryptic riddle. It's the witness <laughs> puzzle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. If you, if you want to ask us a question via any of the other places that we are, um, you know, that's also encouraged. That could be Discord, uh, which you can find the link to uh, join in the show notes. Our Discord's very cool. Everyone in there is awesome. I highly recommend it. Yeah, joining. I love our Discord. It's great. It's super good. Uh, we have a Twitter account. It's at Into the Cast as well, and then a Twitch account uh, at Into the Cast. We've been streaming, I think, more than usual, uh, which is great and uh, enjoying it. For moments yeah. like when I'm playing Astral Chain just to talk about on the podcast, um, I just decide why not stream it, you know? Uh, so that's why cool. Not? Uh, so you can follow us uh, at any of those places. And as always, thank you so much for everyone who listens. Um, it is so cool. So, so cool. Um, and it's cool that it's becoming a bigger thing, um, you know, outside of just doing a podcast and we get to elevate more voices with the newsletter. If you like the newsletter, let us know if you, if there's anything you would want in the newsletter that you didn't get the first time. Um, I, yeah, I think, please. you know, we're accepting feedback. We'd be interested to hear uh, what kind of stuff you'd like to see in there. And yeah, I think, uh, I think that just about covers it. A? Yes, I agree. <laughs> Okay, cool. I was, about to sing. I, was about, I was about to sing again, and then I stopped myself. Wow. Uh, Self-control. Yeah, I echo everything Brendan just said. Uh, yeah, and outside of the Patreon and, and the Discord and all that, I feel like the show, uh, leaving it a review on Apple Podcasts is very helpful. Uh, sharing with a friend. Those two things are probably the best ways to help the show grow. Uh, and that's basically it. Uh, with that, uh, I am Stephen Hilger. You can find me at Stephen Hilger. My name is Brendan Bigley. You can find me on the internet at Brendan Bigley. B-R-E-N-D-O-N-B-I. Is my new joke just spelling your name? Because if that's the case, maybe I should take a bit of a break. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe go play some National Chain for a bit. Ugh! <laughs> oh, your dad told me that if he ever went to hell, <laughs> that I would be the one who is strong. But you're strong. Fuck! <laughs> Goodbye. See ya. Garbage dot online.